Greetings in Christ Jesus, and welcome once again to the Twin Steeples Podcast. Twin Steeples is a production of Emmanuel Evangelical Lutheran Church here in Mankato, Minnesota, whose main goals are to share God's saving word and to communicate the ongoing activity of Christ's kingdom here at Emmanuel. Thank you for joining us today. Today is Wednesday, March 29th, 2023. I'm your host, Pastor Joe Nauman. This morning I'd like to begin with a brief devotional thought based on Luke chapter 7. This is our uh, reading of the day in our Read the Bible in a Year series. You can find on our website, emmanuelmancato.org. Every day we post three readings, one from the Old Testament, one from the New Testament, one from the book of Psalms or Proverbs. And if you follow along through these posts throughout the course of the year, you will read the whole Bible in the year 2023. We also have little handouts you can grab at uh, church as well, little booklets that give you the day-by-day readings. You are welcome to grab those from the track rack as well. So our uh, devotion is from Luke chapter 7. It's our gospel reading. It's the whole thing, verses 36 through 50. A little bit of a longer account than we normally do, but there's a lot of important points here, I think, especially to consider during the Lenten season. So we read, Then one of the Pharisees asked him to eat with him, and he went to the Pharisee's house and sat down to eat. And behold, a woman in the city who was a sinner, when she knew that Jesus sat at the table in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster flask of fragrant oil, and stood at his feet behind him weeping. And she began to wash his feet with her tears, and wiped them with the hair of her head. And she kissed his feet, and anointed them with the fragrant oil. Now when the Pharisee who invited him saw this, he spoke to himself, saying, This man, if he were a prophet, would know who and what manner of woman this was who was touching him, for she is a sinner. And Jesus answered and said to him, Simon, I have something to tell you. So he said, Teacher, say it. There was a certain creditor who had two debtors. One owed 500 denarii and the other 50. And when they had nothing more with which to repay, he freely forgave them both. Tell me, therefore, which of them will love him more? Simon answered and said, I suppose the one whom he forgave more. And he said to him, You have rightly judged. Then he turned to the woman and said to Simon, Do you see this woman? I entered your house, and you gave me no water for my feet, but she has washed my feet with her tears and wiped them with the hair of her head. You gave me no kiss, but this woman has not ceased to kiss my feet since the time I came in. You did not anoint my head with oil, but this woman has anointed my feet with fragrant oil. Therefore I say to you, her sins, which are many, are forgiven, for she loved much. But to whom little is forgiven, the same loves little. Then he said to her, Your sins are forgiven. And those who sat at the table with him began to say to themselves, Who is this who even forgives sins? Then he said to the woman, Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. This wonderful word of God, this account of our Savior Jesus Christ, truly shows his love, doesn't it? This woman who, you know, we don't know exactly for sure who this woman might be. There's some speculation about maybe this is Mary Magdalene or maybe this is uh, one of the other well-known women who uh, came to Jesus. But this woman was clearly a sinner. She uh, was well known in the community as someone who sinned. We don't know what that sin was. Maybe she was caught up in prostitution. Maybe she had other scandals that uh, uh, she was well known for. But either way, it was known to everyone. And this is what was so offensive to Simon the Pharisee, is that when she came to anoint Jesus' feet, uh, Simon was offended that Jesus would allow this woman, this sinner, this awful human being who had done so many terrible things, how could this person, how could Jesus associate with this person considering the things that she had done? 
Now Simon was thinking this in his head, but of course Jesus, who is true God and who knows all things, knew what was going on in Simon's mind, and Jesus is trying to teach Simon and us a very important lesson because isn't it true that at times we hesitate to associate with people? There are those out there who we might think, well, that person's too bad for me to speak to, or that person's never going to listen to the message that I have to share, or I'm not going to associate with that person because they're too wicked. Jesus never did. He never hesitated to talk, to speak to sinners, to share with sinners, especially when they came with a willing heart and an open mind to listen to uh, the word that he had to preach. Because Jesus is not in this way condoning the sin. He's not saying what, what this woman had done was okay, but he is instead forgiving her of sins. And that presupposes that she is sorry for the sins that she committed. She repenting of the sins that she's done and intending not to continue in those sins in her future life. And so Jesus makes a very important point to Simon uh, with this parable. And he says, it's a very simple parable. There's a creditor who has two debtors. Uh, one owes 500 denarii. You can think of that's like probably close to two full year's wages. Uh, denarii is one year, one day's wage. So you figure 500 days, that's a little bit less than two years, but weekends and so forth. So a little less than two years wages, probably, uh, you know, in the $100,000 range today. And the other would be 50 denarii, which, you know, it's still a significant amount, but but considerably less to the factor of 10. And uh, uh, Jesus compares these two debtors and he says they're both completely forgiven. Now, which person would love him more? Which person would love the, the creditor more? And Simon correctly supposes the one who he forgave more. And, and that makes sense, doesn't it? If you were forgiven $10,000 by someone, well, that's a great forgiveness and certainly something you'll be very grateful for and you'll want to uh, uh, be kind to that person and help that person out and you know maybe you'll go out of your way to to help that person but if someone forgives you one hundred thousand dollars you know a factor of ten uh, more well that love will be even greater wouldn't it you'll be going especially out of your way to do whatever you can to help that person or do what you can to encourage that person and so forth uh, in the future so you know it's a, it's a very simple thing those who who are kind to you you tend to love more those who are help you out you tend to show more love to uh, it's a very uh, natural human instinct and reaction when kindness is done to you. And so uh, what G- the point that Jesus is making here is the greater that we understand how sinful we are, the greater we understand the love that Jesus had for us. This is the point that he's making. Because Simon was a Pharisee and, you know, the sect of the Pharisees, they believed that they were uh, better than everybody else. They thought that they lived holier lives than everyone else and that they were... Uh, uh, closer to God, that they were chosen by God and, and, and better than others, just as we see in Simon's heart when he says, you know, uh, if this man were a prophet, he would know who and what manner of this woman who is touching him, for she is a sinner. Simon, in his mind, clearly is looking down on this woman as worse, thinking of her as a sinner while he himself is more righteous or more holy because of the things that he's done and the way that he lives his life. But the point that Jesus is making here is that this woman uh, uh, has a greater understanding of her own sin simply because of the public nature of whatever that sin is and the fact that everyone knew about it. And so she is, in turn now, more grateful for the forgiveness that uh, Jesus offers. What Jesus is not saying is that there's some people who are more deserving of, of forgiveness. He's not saying there's more people who need less forgiveness. We are all equally condemned before God. We all equally need that forgiveness of sins from Jesus that only he can give. And we are all 
uh, in debt more than 50, more than 500 denarii, more than $100,000, more than any money can pay. Only the precious blood of Christ can pay for our sins. And this is important, especially during the season of Lent, to consider, isn't it? Because during Lent, uh, we are looking at the work of Jesus Christ. We're understanding that it is because of my sin, the things that I've done, which is why Jesus went to the cross on that, that first Good Friday, why he died for us. And so the better we understand our own sinfulness, the better we understand Jesus' love for us. And he says, Therefore I say to you, her sins, which are many, are forgiven, for she loved much. But to whom little is forgiven, the same loves little. What Jesus is not saying is that there's people who, uh, who only need a little bit of forgiveness. No, we're all sinners. But if you only think you need a little bit of forgiveness, if you only think that you have a little bit of sin in your life, well, then you only need a little bit of forgiveness, and so you only show a little bit of love. Jesus isn't saying that's the case. He's saying that we are all sinners in need of a lot of forgiveness, in need of full forgiveness, and then the reaction to that is to love much. And that's what the woman does, right? Her sins, which are many, are forgiven, and so she loved much. That's what she did in reaction. So, too, we are called to love much as well. And we do that through our sharing of the gospel, through our proclaiming of the truth of God's word. Uh, and that truth is that sins are forgiven through Jesus Christ. And so this Jesus tells this woman this wonderful message, Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. And that's the message he shares with all of us. And so may you, during this Lenten season, remember that faith that you have placed in your Savior, Jesus Christ, who is capable of forgiving all your sins, your many, many sins, and now let us react by loving much, just as this woman did as well. Amen. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, you came into this world to save sinners, of whom I am chief. Help us to see our sin, help us to see you as our Savior from sin, and help us to now live lives of love as you've called us. Amen. A couple of reminders for you this week. Uh, by our online midweek Bible class this evening stays on hold until the Lent ends. So, uh, Coming up pretty soon here, we'll be restarting that midweek Bible class. Uh, Arts Camp was this past weekend, March 24th to the 26th. Uh, went very well. Thank you to all of our counselors, all of our helpers, the parents, everyone who helped make that happen. Uh, the, we had over 70 kids registered, so it went really well. And we thank God for that and look forward to this tr tradition continuing next year. Our midweek Lenten service, uh, services continue today. Uh, it's the final Wednesday of our midweek services. Uh, we're considering the theme Amazing Grace. Uh, and today we're going to be looking at the, the amazing grace in the life of the woman at the well uh, from John chapter 4. So I hope you can join us today at 2 p.m. We'll be live streamed and also at 6 p.m. We'll be having that late service as well. Uh, this coming Friday is the Kindergarten Roundup, March 31st. So if you have any know anybody who is uh, looking for kindergarten for next year, please give them an invitation and invite them to come this weekend. Uh, doors open at 4.30, I believe, for, for that uh, Kindergarten Roundup. This coming weekend, we're also doing Name Tag Weekend, April 1st and 2nd. Uh, you're, uh, we'll be doing, encouraging everyone to put name tags on and to, to share with one another their names. And, and on Sunday, we're going to have a little fellowship hour in the church basement after service. Uh, please bring a treat, come down, have some coffee, and, and share with your church family. We hope to see you there. Uh, as mentioned before, next week is Holy Week. Uh, this coming Sunday is Palm Sunday. That'll be the, the name tag weekend as well. It'll also be Communion Weekend, so hope you can join us for that. It's prepare your hearts for that that service. We'll have regular uh, 6 p.m. Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning, uh, Palm Sunday, regular Sunday school and Bible class as well. 
Then uh, next Thursday is Monday Thursday. We'll be doing a 2 p.m. and 6 p.m. service. There will be communion with the Monday Thursday service, uh, but there will not be communion with the Good Friday service uh, that Friday. So uh, please note communion Monday Thursday, no communion Good Friday. We'll be doing a tenebrae service, uh, which is a, a special service in which we uh, depart from that service in silence, remembering the, the sacrifice our Savior Jesus made. So again, Monday, Thursday, 2 p.m. and 6 p.m. with communion. Uh, Good Friday service, 2 p.m. and 6 p.m. Uh, as well. Then for our weekend, our Easter weekend, we will have the regular Saturday evening service at 6 p.m. That will be our, our regular uh, Easter service uh, that will repeat the next morning at 10 a.m. Then we'll also have a special uh, Easter sunrise service at 7 a.m. on Easter morning. Uh, please hope you can join us for that. And then in between that 7 a.m. service and the 10 a.m. service, we have our regular Easter breakfast that is put on by our men. Uh, men, you can contact Larry Hartman to volunteer for that. Uh, and you can uh, hope everybody can join us for that, that Easter breakfast. So please note, no Sunday school, no Bible class that weekend, Easter weekend. Uh, sunrise service, 7 a.m., uh, Easter breakfast following that, and then uh, 10 a.m. Sunday service as well. Uh, our prayer list for this week continues to grow. Uh, we're praying for Carrie Dale, John Hine, Norma Carlson, Gar Gary Hannell, Mavis Anderson, and Sharon Guerrera, all of whom are dealing with different cancer diagnoses and treatments. We pray that God would bless each of them in his own way. We continue to pray for Pastor Neil Radical, that God would bless him with healing as he recovers from his heart attack. We also pray for Gene Schreier, uh, who is on hospice care, and it appears as though the Lord will be uh, preparing to take him home soon. Those are our prayers for today, so please remember to keep all of our, our friends and family in your prayers, and, and uh, if you have any prayers you'd like to share with our congregation, please uh, reach out to myself or Pastor Radical when he returns and, and uh, let us know, and we can get you on this important prayer list. Which brings us to our senior spotlight today. Uh, last week, we began our series on interviewing our seniors here at Emmanuel. Uh, today, we're joined by Austin Lean. so here's what that sounded like. I am joined today by one of our seniors, Austin Leon. How are you doing today, Austin? Uh, pretty good. And yourself? Doing pretty well. Nice to see you here. Congratulations on making it this far at Emmanuel. Uh, you're in your final couple of couple of weeks, months here with your last uh, last semester here at Emmanuel. So it's been a real blessing to get to know you over the past however many years we've known each other, and uh, exciting to see uh, where the Lord's leading you. So uh, we like to interview our seniors here as part of this podcast just to kind of get to know you and so the congregation those who are supporting you uh, uh, can get to know you a little bit you know it's important to note that a lot of the offerings from our congregation here go to support the school um, so there's a lot of people who are supporting you um, through their thoughts prayers and, and offerings as well so uh, it's neat that you're able to kind of give back in this way Austin so uh, let's start the interview then with uh, a question what is your full name uh, my name is Austin James Leon. James, where, do you, where does that come from? Uh, well, technically it's from my uh, grandfather, okay. uh, but I kind of like to think Bible James every once in a while. Sure, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Austin. Who are you? What do you do? Uh, well, I'm an 18-year-old senior at Emmanuel here. I work part-time at Quick Trip on Commerce Drive, and... Uh, in spare time, I hang out with my little siblings as well as play basketball or mm -hmm. soccer or anything like that. Okay, okay. So would you consider sports to be most of your hobbies or do you have other things you like to do too? Um, it's a decent amount of 
my hobbies, but I also am currently trying to teach myself guitar as oh. well as um, uh, doing acting every once in a while. Okay. Did you do the plays here in Maine? Yep. So I've done the... Uh, I've been part of the drama for the last four years here at Emmanuel. Oh, awesome. Okay. So highly involved with that. So you work at Quick Trip right now. Have you always worked at Quick Trip? Have you had any other jobs over the past few years? I've worked at Quick Trip for the last two years-ish now. Um, before that, I worked at Culver's for about two years. What do you do at uh, Quick Trip? Do you cook or do you work the register? Or? Um, originally, I started out in the kitchen. I wasn't exactly the uh, best fit in there. It was a little okay. bit slow sure. uh, getting food out and stuff. Uh, so they had me end up working up front, uh, working till or stocking shelves, stuff like that, and uh, I seem to fit a lot better there than I did in the kitchen. Okay. Do you enjoy doing that? Very much so. It's it's a fun experience. You get the job experience, and you'll see a, a lot of people that you know, both from... I've seen people here from Emmanuel, people who I haven't seen since, like, first grade have mm. come in every once in a while recently. Okay. Cool. Uh, how long have you attended Emanuel, Austin? Uh, I've been at Emanuel since second grade. Okay, wow. Um, yeah, before that I had gone to Bridges Elementary kind of uh, in West Mankato. Okay, so kindergarten, first grade there, and then the rest of the time here. So how many years is that? you figure that out? 10, 11 years or something like that? About 10 years. 10 years, here. okay. So you've been here a long time. Uh, you mentioned some sports and drama. Any other activities you participated in in high school here? Um, I'm part of the choir for the high school here. Um, I was going to try to do the, uh, church choir, but I just didn't end up having a lot of time. Yeah. So we haven't really had gotten the church choir going, going yeah. as much since, since COVID. Yeah. That's something we've been trying to work on and get, get organized as well. Um, how about this? Uh, the next question we got here is how was Emmanuel helpful in your high school career specifically? Emmanuel teaches the uh, word, which is more than a lot of the other high schools in this area give. So with that, it can help strengthen your faith uh, around fellow believers, as well as teaching you how to defend your faith out in the world. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Have you run into any problems at Emmanuel or difficulties, challenges? You know, we all have different things we deal with, and how did you overcome them? I think the only problems that I've really had here were caused by myself when it comes to uh, specifically assignments, just being lazy and not getting them done as timely as I should. Mm -hmm. So how do you overcome that? Um, a lot of help from the teachers as well as um, making sure that I'm doing it in study halls or like as soon as I get home. Yeah, okay. So staying organized kind of on top of things. Yeah, that's good. It's a good lesson to learn. Do you have any advice or suggestions for improving the high school experience for those students who will be following you? Um, don't take for granted the fact that you're at a K-12 school. Not many places give that um, experience, and getting to know the younger students is both great for them, so they have a positive Christian uh, older role model here at the school for them, as well as you getting to know the other students in the school. Yeah, yeah, that's a good... I think that K-12 is a unique thing that we have that's really, really cool. And I've personally, I've seen you take a lot of advantage of that. I see you playing, uh, doing PE with Mr. Kranz all the time uh, as a TA and all kinds of other uh, ways that you interact with the younger kids. And as a parent of younger kids, I can't tell you how 
impressed I am with that, Austin, so that's neat to see. Uh, if you could start school over again, or maybe high school, what would you do differently? Probably pay more attention in class as well as getting assignments done. Uh, I was going to do PSEO these last few years, but since I didn't care about assignments or grades before my sophomore year, it kind of tanked any chance of me being able to do stuff like that. Yeah, so making sure you're thinking about those things ahead of time, yeah, really makes you, enables you to do that later. Uh, how about one word? If you could pick one word in the English language to describe yourself, what would it be? Probably learning. Okay. I just want, like, I want to learn more about a bunch of different things, mm -hmm. which sometimes it's really good. Other times I try to learn too many different things at the same time, yeah. so it kind of gets all jumbled up. and Juggling a whole bunch of balls all at once. Yeah. 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 Awesome. And I like how it's, you know, it's an ongoing thing, right? You're, you're, it's an ongoing verb. They're learning, you know, and we're all still learning, aren't we? Good. Uh, what are you doing after this year? You graduate in May. What's, what's next for Austin? Um, planning on heading out to ILC for pre-the and followed by seminary. Um, and then after that, hopefully ministry for the CLC. Awesome. Well, that's great. We're really excited to, uh, you'll be joining the ranks. Obviously we, we are in need of, of pastors and, you know, we've had a few pastors recently go down with, uh, you think, remember Pastor Hine and, and Fridley has cancer. Pastor Radical obviously just, uh, uh, has had some health issues as well. So uh, we are in great need of pastors and looking forward to seeing how the Lord uses you and shapes you over the next few years to to uh, put you in that spot. Uh, my next question is where do you see yourself in five to ten years? But obviously <laughs> you already kind of answered that question. But uh, yeah, uh, maybe I'd like you to reflect a little bit here and, and think, you know, Amanda's been such a huge part of your life for 10, 11, 12 years, whatever it's been now since you first got here. You're here, you know, five days a week. Uh, you know, your dad's been president of the congregation, your mom's secretary back here. This place is uh, obviously very meaningful to you. What does Emmanuel mean to you, Austin? Uh, just to be clear, you're referring to, like, the school and church Emmanuel, here. church and school, okay. the whole, yeah, yeah. Um, it's kind of a, almost like a second home to me. I'm mm. here quite often, so I know the building very well. I want to help to improve things where I can uh, when it comes to either the um, decoration or the like interior of the building, how it looks. Mm -hmm. So um, when we repainted the church, I was really uh, glad to be able to help with that. Or when the uh, gym and basement got uh, flooded, oh, yeah. I was really happy to be able to come down here and help with that just because being able to give back to something that's helped me so much through the last yeah. however many years. Awesome. Oh, very cool. Anything else you'd like to say to our listeners or anything you'd like to say to the, you know, the people who've supported you through the years with their prayers and thoughts as well? Uh, uh, thank you to everybody that has uh, told me that I should go into the ministry since I honestly don't even remember how long now. Yeah. yeah. Um, thank you for your encouragement and helping me to find that path. Um, and I just pray that the Lord uh, helps you all. Well, awesome. Well, thank you very much, Austin. Appreciate your time today. And, you know, it's been exciting to watch you grow. And just so you know, we're all watching and praying for you as you go forward in the future. And we're excited to see what the Lord has in store for you. So blessings on your future, Austin. 
All right. So thank you again to Austin for doing that sit-down interview. Next week, we'll be having a chat with Luis Reyes. Our hymn of the day is hymn 150 in the red hymnal. This is kind of a unique hymn in our hymnal in that each verse is given a speaker. So the first, third, and fifth verse are the speaker is the soul or my soul, uh, and it's speaking to Jesus. And then verses two and four is Jesus speaking to the soul. So as I read through these, I'll kind of note those, those prefaces. So here the soul says to Jesus, Lord Jesus, thou art going forth for me thy life to offer. For me, a sinner from my birth, who caused all thou must suffer. So be it, then, thou hope of men, thee I shall follow weeping, tears flowing free thy pain to see, watch o'er thy sorrows keeping. Then Jesus responds in verse 2, O soul, speaking to us, O soul, attend thou and behold the fruit of thy transgression. My portion is the curse of old, and for man's sin my passion. Now comes the night of sin's dread might, man's guilt I hear him bearing. Away it, soul, I make thee whole, no need now of despairing. The soul responds in verse 3, says to Jesus, "'Tis I, Lord Jesus, I confess, who should have borne sin's wages, and lost the peace of heavenly bliss through everlasting ages. Instead, tis thou who goest now, my punishment to carry. Thy Thy death and blood lead me to God, by grace I there may tarry." To which Jesus responds in verse 4, "'O soul, I take upon me now the pain thou shouldst have suffered.' Behold, with grace I thee endow, grace freely to thee offered. The curse I choose, that thou mightst lose, since curse and guilt forever. My gift of love from heaven above will give thee blessing ever. And finally the soul responds in verse 5. What can I for such love divine to thee, Lord Jesus, render? No merit has this heart of mine, yet while I live all tender, myself alone and all I own, in love to serve before thee. Then when time's past, take me at last, to thy blessed home in glory. Amen. Thank you for joining us on the Twin Steeples podcast. Once again, Twin Steeples is a production of Emmanuel Evangelical Lutheran Church here in Mankato, Minnesota. For more information about the ongoing activity here, we'd invite you to check out our website, emmanuelmankato.org. Until next time, may God bless and keep you, and may you always remember, Emmanuel, God is with you.